order to be transformed into the image of Christ, we have to learn to interact with God. And that is not just speaking to him, but the fact that he communicates back in various ways. In fact, we would say God actually is speaking or communicating or reaching out to us all the time. And we have to train ourselves to, to listen, to pay attention, to be aware of. And that's where the interaction part comes in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Centered, Spiritual Practices for Everyday Life. Uh, my name is Carl Helvig. I'm so glad you're here and you have stumbled upon Season 3, Episode 2, where we're doing a deep dive into a new prayer practice, interactive prayer. I'm here with uh, two other wonderful fellows, David Dillon. Yep. Hello, everybody. And Roy Graham. Hey. Roy, so glad again to have you with us for this season and excited to see uh, where this new prayer practice goes. Yeah. yeah. So interactive prayer, we talked about that a little bit in episode one. And I got to admit, so often when I hear the term prayer, I think back to even being a three-year-old child and now I lay me down Mm. to sleep. Prayer being really, I'm talking to God. But interactive prayer, that that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse as far as... uh, Help me understand what what we mean by that term, Roy. Yeah, I mean, so... Prayer is any place that we're, we're, we're doing things with God, right? So the little childhood prayer could be like that. And, and it's appropriate, actually, for our early stages of, of walking with Christ that we tend to mostly speak to him. And that can be in the form of, of worship. You know, you're praying a song. Um, you're praying, reading a psalm. Or you're praying even um, liturgical prayers in some traditions where you're reciting prayers other people wrote. All very appropriate. Um, it's just that at some point, in our journey, in order for us to grow deeper, and, and we would say, because we're part of a, a community called Imago Christi, or the image of Christ, in order to be transformed into the image of Christ, we have to learn to interact with God. And that is not just speaking to him, but the fact that he communicates back in various ways. In fact, we would say God actually is speaking or communicating or reaching out to us all the time. And we have to train ourselves to to listen, to pay attention, to be aware of. And that's where the interaction part comes in. Yeah. So God's the initiator. He is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We are the responders. That's so. right. Uh, so I guess what I'm even hearing you say, uh, these stories, these episodes you read about in the Bible where we do see God interacting, speaking hmm. to people, that happens today? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I mean... If because we're Christians and we follow Christ, I mean, we, we, we go back and say he's he's the explanation of it all. I mean, one of my favorites is if you've seen me, you've seen the father. So Jesus, as many have said, is the face of God. So what we see Jesus doing is indicative of what we see God is doing and about. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we see it with him. He's going off to the mountain. I mean, one of my favorites is when he chooses the disciples. I mean, what a what a massive thing of part of his his public ministry and how does he go about doing it? He goes up onto a mountainside all night long and prays. And then when he comes down, he picks out, you know, 12 people amongst others to, to come follow him and help him advance his project, as it were. Um, so, yeah, God's still doing that all the time. Um, yeah. It's interesting because I, it just strikes me that I'm guessing so many people have their own assumptions or, or 
you know, preset ideas of what prayer means. And already I'm hearing just a little bit of, a, of an attempt, maybe actually not a little bit, quite a bit of an attempt to say, maybe we can break out of some of those molds. Maybe we can break out of some of what we've assumed prayer means in the past. And maybe we could find, you know, something fresh or new about it. You mentioned yesterday, Roy, uh, you, you were talking about interactive prayer, but you said you've called it different things, or, or maybe if people interact in this space online or in other communities, they might hear, and you mentioned two words, you said abiding prayer or Emmanuel prayer. Uh, could you talk just a little more about how these different concepts interact? How are they connected? Yeah, that's a great question. And in many ways, we're talking about uh, sort of like looking at a diamond where you've got different faces on the diamond, different mm-hmm. aspects of it. We're talking about the same thing. Um, we are made for relationship. And so that's the diamond. We're meant to interact, to relate to God and these different ways of talking about it. So in my journey, in the last episode, we talked about, you know, for 17 or 18 years, I've been practicing this interactive thing with God. And I first learned it in terms of say contemplation was the term I was aware of. And that word's been around for a long time. And it's simply another facet of the same conversation. The word itself simply means to, to behold or to look at. Mm. Um, so you're looking at God. Um, specifically, as you mentioned, abiding prayer. In my community, Imago Christi, that's the expression we use. And again, it's, it's, um, it's meant to say it's, it's bidirectional, abiding. When you live with or abide with somebody, it's two-directional. It's not just me mm. doing something like God. So in Imago Christi, we use the term abiding Emmanuel's another one. Emmanuel, if you hang around me very long, you'll know that's one of my favorite words. Probably, yeah. my, probably my favorite word. One of the things I love to say is that Emmanuel is the one word gospel um, mm. because it, it, it means, as you might know, God with us. And it doesn't get any better news than that, that God is with us regardless of where we're at and what we're doing and how good we feel or how bad we feel or we're depressed or we're not depressed. I mean, just that, that's why I love that word. But um, that has also developed a kind of a specific way of thinking and talking. Is this the same idea, though, that God is with us, that we can interact with him? Um, as it evolved into interactive prayer over the last few years, mostly because I was traveling uh, cross-culturally in several different, I mean, I was in three or four different continents with a number of different people mm-hmm. trying to explain these different, you know, abiding Emmanuel, very good words, but also um, a little bit, churchy we might say right? a little, a little yep. bit like oh what does that mean and so rather than to to explain each of those times i just started calling it interactive because that's what we're doing we're interacting with god bi-directional yeah that's great well and there's another idea you mentioned in episode one that i wanted to take a second to unpack as well you mentioned the idea of our functional view of god and i'd, I'd love to hear you talk for a minute, a little bit more about that. But but before I, I ask you to do that, I also wanted to just acknowledge, you know, listeners, um, we've said this in all of our different seasons, but, you know, David and I, we're pastors at a Protestant Christian church, Roy, with a Christian organization. But our assumption and our hope is that uh, everybody listening, whether or not you're a Christian, whether or not your faith background, your spiritual journey is in any way similar to or different from ours, we really hope that these practices uh, are are found to be accessible um, to, to a broad range of people. And so, you know, one of the reasons we're trying to kind of introduce terms and stuff like that is, is hopefully just to make this, um, make this a space where people from a really big breadth of background, uh, whether or not they match where we're coming from, 
feels welcome and feels like there's a place here for you and really, I, I, you know, find some hope in these practices that we're talking about. Um, and so even with that in mind, with kind of this diverse audience that I think we have, talk about what you mean by this, Roy. What, what does it mean to have a functional view of God? Yeah, it, it really emerged out of my own journey, 30-some years of, of following Christ, particularly as, as a vocational leader of some kind in different mm-hmm. facets, um, realized that there were certain things I believed about God mm. um, that I had good theology on or good biblical studies on or yep. whatever, but realized that in my everyday life, sort of my my functional everyday sort of thing, they didn't match. Um, and I realized that that was one of the big things that needed to change in order for me to grow. And it actually sort of happened the other way around. I started, I started ch- interacting with God, through prayer uh-huh. and realized, hang on, some of what I'm getting back from him is not what I uh, thought I was supposed to believe about mm-hmm. God. And so my view, uh, and that was actually in some ways a crisis and, and mm-hmm. took a while for me to figure out what is that, what's going on here? And so our functional view, I mean, that actually, I'll just say that led me to um, doing sort of an informal survey about 10 years ago because I was ministering amongst a lot of people. I just began doing this informal survey and I say, okay, so when you think about God, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? You know God loves you because we're taught that. God loves us. But when you, when you think about how he thinks about you right now in this moment, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And most of the time I would get some version of, I know he loves me, but. Mm, that big but. A big but. <laughs> I know he loves me, but I think he's disappointed with me because I don't do this or that enough. I know he loves me, but he wishes I did more of that. Mm. Or I know he loves me, but does he really like me? Mm. And that's one of the reasons why you know I've devoted a lot of my time and energy to interactive prayer, because I've come to realize that if we want to shift that functional view of God to match who he says he really is and who he reveals himself to be, we're going to have to deal with some stuff on the inside. And that means having interactions with God in profound ways or simple ways actually most of the time but i wonder how many people listening resonate right now with this idea of yeah, yeah, yeah i know god loves me but mm-hmm. i mean that that sounds like and and i'm pretty certain we're going to dig into this more throughout the season but that sounds like something all of us could spend some time really reflecting on um i mean i even wonder right now whether or not people might be able to kind of fill in that blank for themselves. If you think about the way God looks at you right now, what, what do, what do you think God sees? That's so good. So good. Excellent. Roy, we already talked about uh, sort of the biblical, some biblical examples of this interactive prayer and and you pointed to even Jesus himself. Uh, But before we hit record today, uh, we were talking and there were two things you brought up. One was that uh, science seems to support some of this. I, I'd love to hear you talk about that. But then also, you even grounded this in the Trinity itself, yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so sort of a couple different ways of coming at why do we do interactive prayer. One is from a sort of a theological, biblical point of view, there are examples of people doing it throughout Scripture, of course, including and most especially Jesus teaching us the way. Um, but, you know, I'm a Trinitarian. I, I believe that God is, this gets weird, right? But it's it, one person with 
you know, one entity with three parts, three persons. And I know that's weird. That's always been weird. But what's important about that, not so much the explanation, is the reality that it brings about. Because if God is himself a relationship, mm-hmm. that means that everything he does, everything um, that he's about is about relationship. And in fact, we use an expression, I mean, God is love from First John. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because he... He wholly gives himself away in love to the rest of the Trinity. They give themselves back and you get this dynamic relationship. So quickly, what does that mean? It means that we're made for relationship. Mm. We are made to interact Mm. and specifically interact with God. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, I think he's always interacting with us. We just have to learn to tune into that. And that's a big part of what interactive gratitude is. So fast forward, come from the other sides, from a scientific point of view, about 10, 15 years ago, we developed the, the scientific apparatus to do brain scans of our brains. And what yeah. they found was that when people were having positive interactions with, say, a, a father and a daughter, or, you know, or even with pets or with each mm-hmm. other, or when they were having positive interactive connection relationships, certain healthy parts of the brain began to fire. Mm-hmm. And when that wasn't happening, you know, in the cases of, say, I mean, all kinds of things, and one of the big ones was depression, when people were feeling depressed and weren't having those connections, mm. um, and I, I will say I realize there's other causes for depression, but just as a, a broad example, um, when that wasn't happening, the brain wasn't functioning the way it was supposed to. So from a scientific point of view, um, science has proven to us sort of what Christianity has always known, what, mm. what mysticism has always sort of known, contemplative prayer has always known is, oh yeah, that we're made for relationship. Our brain works that way, actually fires that way. So that's from a... That's why we do an act of prayer, because we're made for it. Yeah. So here we are at the tail end, hopefully, of this 18-month, uh, two-year season <laughs> of isolation. Absolutely. As yeah. a country, as a world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, very timely. Yeah. Well, and even going back to our opening discussion, that for many people, prayer, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is thought of as a one-direction activity, as something that I just do maybe towards God or at God, or heck, maybe for some people, even in spite of God. Um, And that if that's where we're operating, if that's to use, again, the language, our functional view of God, is that, well, maybe God's listening, but certainly it's just me talking. Um, Then the brain science says we're we're completely missing out on something. You know, we're literally, our brains are not lighting up in the way that, that they could be and that they were designed to be. That's... That to me is a really hopeful picture. It's yeah. a really, it's a really life kind of energizing picture of what prayer could be. That's right. And prayer can be three guys hanging out talking, and yeah. and, and especially when we stop to say, "Hey, where's God in this?" Yeah. And now we've now we're doing an act of prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, to kind of wrap up this episode, um, you know, if for those of you that have been at Centennial Covenant, you know that we engage in this fairly regularly. But Roy, you talk about this all the time um, that really one of the best entry places into interactive prayer is the intentional practice of gratitude. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And then um, let's wrap up this episode just by engaging in a gratitude practice together. Yeah, absolutely. So gratitude is one of the great ways to enter, as you said, Carl, into this. And but the key to it, I think, is is that um, we want to make sure it's an interactive gratitude. So we're not just th- saying thank you to the sky or to the ceiling uh, or to our feet or whichever direction we're pointing. That we're actually expecting 
God to respond. I mean, mm-hmm. and one of the things I like to say is, I mean, I'm a parent. I have three daughters, love being a dad. And over the years, as they come to me and say, Daddy, thank you for this or thank you for that, um, I mean, I would be a cold-hearted son of a gun if I, if I, did, if I was silent, right? Yeah. If I was like, well, never mind then. I'm, I'm over here doing something else. Uh, no, I mean, when my daughters come to me, Daddy, thank you so much for this. I'm like, you're welcome. You know, thank you for noticing or, or whatever version of that looks like. And I'm convinced, I mean, God is so much better of a parent than I am. Hmm. I, think he, I think he responds. And one of the reasons why we start here with this one is because it can be done quickly. And um, it's also good practice. I mean, because sometimes, I mean, I'd say probably about 80% of the time people get some kind of response from God, but the other 20% they don't. And one of the things I tell them is like, it's not that he's not, it's just we're learning to tune in. So be patient with yourself Mm. uh, and let's keep expecting him to respond. Mm -hmm. So should we give it a go? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just uh, with these practices, you can do it a number of different ways. I mean, um, I was telling the guys that one of the one of the ways I started doing this um, was at work. I was working at a school and um, just needed to be able to interact with God because I was really struggling. And so I take one minute every 15 minutes throughout my day and uh, express the gratitude to the Lord and then uh, watch for him and listen for him to respond. And most of the time he did. And so the, the beauty of this exercise is we can do it anywhere. So wherever you are right now, I just want you to be able to focus your mind. If you're driving, still focus on driving. Uh, if you're walking the dog, don't let go of the dog. But whatever you're doing in this moment, I just want you to focus on uh, your own mind and heart, your body. Just pay attention to um, kind of where you are. If you're listening to sounds around you, all of that is, is, a, is a part of kind of centering or being aware of what's going on. So take just um, just a brief moment to do that. I'll let a little silence unfold here for you to be able to focus on what's around you right now. I always find um, exaggerating my breath a little bit is helpful. So if that's helpful, take a couple extra deep breaths and let them out. And if that's not helpful, that's fine too. And now I want you to think of something in this moment. And here's the key. I want want it to be in this moment right now that you can be grateful for. And the really fun thing is it doesn't need to be quote-unquote spiritual. It can be something just normal everyday stuff. But the key is I want it to be in this moment right now. And the other thing is I invite you to try to feel it with your whole person. So not just in your head, but with your heart also. So what in this moment can you be grateful for and feel both with your mind and with your heart? And I just want you to simply speak it out loud. And I do encourage you to do it out loud. It's helpful to use our words. Unless, of course, you're someplace where people might think you're odd at the moment. But it's pretty easy. Even just under your breath. I used to do this in my little cubicle in my little office. Just speak it out and and speak it directly to God. You can use Jesus or you can use Father or Holy Spirit. doesn't matter. Just speak this gratitude directly to them. 
So for example, I'm sitting at a table with um, David and Carl nearby, and in this moment I am grateful to be able to be um, sitting at this table with these two brothers. And so, Lord Jesus, to you, I simply say thank you for the privilege of walking with like-minded people. How fun is that for me? So whatever it is, would you speak that out to the Lord right now? And I'm going to give you another few moments of silence here. Remember, feel it with your whole being. Lord Jesus, thank you for... I'm going to pray for us, Lord Jesus, by your Holy Spirit. Whoever is listening to this right now, you are with them. There is no other place you can be. You tell us that everywhere we go, you are. And while that can be scary, it also can be massively comforting. So right now, as anyone's listening to this, Holy Spirit, would you give them eyes to see and ears to hear? Would you open their senses, their heart, their mind, their imagination? And let them be aware of how you respond to their gratitude. We know you are a good, good father. And when we say a heartfelt, whole person gratitude to you, you respond. And if you've heard something or are aware of something or an impression, and remember God speaks to us in a manner of different ways. It doesn't have to be audible or even, even word-like. Uh, oftentimes in this practice, I get impressions. So for example, when I expressed my gratitude, I was very much aware of Jesus smiling and nodding when I said, thank you for these brothers. So how have you seen Jesus respond to you or the Holy Spirit or the Father? I would encourage you to, um, to take this and share it with somebody. Just there's some power in being able to articulate, hey, I did this practice and I was aware of God doing this. Maybe it's a, a friend or a spouse or, or whatever. Even if you just say it out loud where you are right in this moment, just say out loud, God, I'm aware of you doing this and... Oftentimes that brings about another gratitude. Also, I think there's a place to respond here in the podcast. We'd love to see, hear, read your responses. And let me just again give a short word of encouragement. If you didn't get any kind of response from God, don't panic. Just relax. I promise you he's there. And don't think even that, hey, the problem is me. Don't even go down that road. Just say, listen, it's a matter of practice learning to interact with God. That's why we do these practices. So just relax. Know that he loves you. He's with you. He sees you. And most importantly, please hear this. He is not disappointed with you. Let me just close this practice with uh, a word to you, Lord Jesus. You who are Emmanuel, always with us. We bless you. We bless your name. We thank you. We praise you. Amen. Amen. When we interact with God, things change. Amen. I hope that this conversation and this short gratitude practice um, were a bit of a sacred space for you today. 
As always, we'd love to interact with you on our website, ccc-centered.org. We'll be releasing episodes regularly in the days and weeks to come, so we hope to see you for the next episode of Centered Season 3. Grace and peace.